Nah, we only accept Kuna, <laughs> right? So I'm like, nah, I don't got no Kuna. So now I gotta go, you know, find the ATM, you know, and get and get Kuna, right? So that's the other thing about about traveling, right? Um, is you really have to understand, um, especially when when you're relocating, you have to really understand that foreign exchange, right? You really have to understand them 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 pips, which is like the smallest decimal of being able to understand the value of a currency pair and things like that. So you know that you're getting the value for, like you're not paying too much for something, right? Hey, welcome to Travel Tuesday Happy Hour, where we interview dope people doing dope things. Today, I want to introduce this dope brother here. My brother, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Shout out to the cubes. I had to, to put the dog on real quick for him. That's what's up, dog. Yo, so I'm Darren Daniels, and, you know, I'm from Pottstown. Um, you know, I work in cybersecurity in the healthcare industry. And now I'm over here in, in Prague, you know, on a um, global assignment. So, you know, I'm happy to join the good brother here, talk about some good things. Uh, awesome. Awesome. So what got you into traveling? Well, well, let's let's back up a little bit. How long have you been in Prague? Yeah. So I actually been coming back and forth to Prague for like the last five years. Right. So oh, wow. and then I finally relocated, you know, actually a year ago. So um Next next week probably will be yeah next week will be a whole year, yeah it was interrupted of course you know I was home for a couple months with um you know with the whole COVID thing but yeah it's been a year. Oh wow so so I, I mean I want to get to like how you got started <laughs> traveling but like I'm like I visited Prague last year in October, um and you know it was you, you be bouncing around dog you you was in Prague three. <laughs> You know, I see you taking pictures. I'm like, bro, right down the street. <laughs> well, the the secret is when I post my pictures, it's literally yeah. three months later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's that. So, <laughs> but like, but I, I could have seen dog through coming through London or something like that because I'd be seeing you on, on the move. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't after the fact that Troy was like, "Yo, my profile lives out that way," and I was like, "Oh man, like had I known, I already reached out." But um, yeah. Prague was stop number two in like a five city tour. And so mm -hmm. I did Oktoberfest, um, so went to Munich. Um, we went to Prague, Vienna, Budapest, yeah. and then ended up in Lisbon. And so, yeah. you know, Prague was, Prague has a vibe about it that you just want to be like, yo, why do I want to go anywhere else? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and, that, and that's, the, that's the feeling that you get. And that's kind of what, you know, you know, so when you think about traveling, right, you think about, you know, there's traveling. Um, you know, typically when you're, you know, you're traveling to a place and you get a taste of that place, right? You get, you know, a taste of that culture, you get exposed. Um, and, and typically when you're traveling also, you're dealing with hospitality, you're dealing with a lot of individuals that, you know, that are used to engaging tourists, right? And, you know, you might stay for a week or two and experience that and then go on to your next, you know, go on to your next location, right? But, you know, from my perspective, you know, coming back and forth, from a travel perspective, you know, the last couple of years and then actually, you know, making that transition to international living, you know, that's kind of like the different, you know, a different experience, right? Because, you know, now, um, you know, that global experience of a global relocation, you know, that whole process 
is, um, you know, there's a there's, it's a different perspective because now you're actually integ- integrating into this new world, right? You know that it's not for a short stint. Um, you know that, you know, it's going to be pretty much for the long haul. So now you really have to start to adapt, right? You have to start to adapt to the culture, you know, learn the culture because that's just out of respect, right? So, you know, you want to understand, you know, how to greet people, um, how people greet you. Right. Because now you're kind of living amongst the locals versus, you know, just a, you know, a quick trip. So so what I mean, what really made you say, you know what, I'm moving. I mean, I know we got some some hot topics that discuss later, but like what really was the tipping point that said, you know what? I mean, life's great. Life's good. I have some good things here, but I got to go. Yeah, I mean, and it wasn't really that, right? It's just, it's just opportunity, um, you know. And you know, a lot of people when you visit somewhere, right? When we, when we travel, and, and you know, whether we're going to the islands, whether it's Jamaica or Aruba or, or different things like that for vacation, um, sometimes you're like, man, like, what would it be like to live here, right? <laughs> you know, a lot of times you'd be like, yo, what would it be like to really live here, um, you know, and be able to. Um, you know, experience what the locals experience, right? So, um, you know, from my perspective, it was more about, you know, just uh, opportunity from a work perspective, you know, when you get a global reassignment and the opportunity presents itself, um, you know, for me, you know, I understand that, you know, you will miss 100% of the opportunities that you don't pursue, right? So if there's an opportunity that presents itself, and you have to go through that mental triage to really understand if this opportunity is for you, you know, then, then you, then you go for the opportunity and then you figure it out. So, um, you know, I was you know blessed to have that opportunity, um, thought through it and, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really second guess that. Right. So, you know, I just, um, you know, went for it. Okay. Awesome. Did you, was it, did you have a family that you moved out with or was it just you by yourself? Yeah, yeah. So it's me by myself now, because actually when you start to go through that process, it's like, okay, now, uh, especially if you have a home and things like that, you got kids in school, you know, you start to think about, um, you know, about that whole process, right? Um, Actually renting your house out or selling your house and doing things like that. Um, But, you know, it's crazy because, you know, we kind of had it all mapped out, right? It was you know, the whole um, assignment was arranged that, you know, my family could come over, I would come back and you had a whole, you know, schedule. You had all that, all that arranged. Um, even when I came back in May, you know, my, um, you know, my objective was actually to bring my daughter back. She just graduated from IUP, bring mm-hmm. her back, have her be able to, you know, she's a fashion major. So Europe is perfect for that. But then, but then COVID hit and just <laughs> put the garbage on all that, right. With the mm-hmm. travel and things like that so you know we'll make another attempt at that you know next year to see how that goes but yeah okay so what got you into traveling in the first place um you know again um so traveling you know um domestically in the u.s i've kind of always done that you know in reference to you know vacations and and going different places in the summer um so that was always you know intriguing within itself being in different you know um you know, visiting different places and things from that perspective. But, and then um, with work, you know, I had my first assignment, you know, I was actually in Brussels, um, you know, in Belgium back in, might've been 06 or so, right? So I was in Belgium and I was staying at this place, you know, called the Grand Place, which is, which is actually called the, um, 
it's called the Grow Tea Market, um, you know, right out, right in, um, you know, in the heart of, of Belgium. And experiencing, you know, having that experience, being kind of dropped off, you know, I was, I can say I was a youngin', you know, I was in my early 30s. So, mm -hmm. you know, being dropped off in a place where you don't necessarily, you know, understand, you know, the language, you got people speaking different languages, um, you know, you're trying to get food, the menus are, <laughs> you know, the, the menus aren't in English, not every establishment had the English menu, but then you start to look at these buildings, right? You start to look at these buildings from the 1600s and from the 1700s, and you're looking at this architecture, um, you're looking at the cobblestone, and you're, um, you're just taking in this atmosphere. And again, you get that feeling like, man, like, what would it be like, you know, to live here? And then, you know, I, I like to drink the brews. So, um, and, and actually, you know, I always got a brew on deck. So, um, <laughs> but I like, I like to drink the brews, especially when you're, when you're in Europe, you know, that's what you do. Um, you're experiencing that, um, you're experiencing seeing different museums and castles. And to me, that was kind of like my first, you know, entry, you know, into, into traveling. And then, and then from there, um, getting back, I was back and forth to Canada for a while. And um, Canada's in the um, the province of Quebec, so there there's some French speaking, um, but for the most part, you know, it's a little easier to navigate because um, you know people speak English in, in Canada. But you know, they're visiting like the east and west of old Montreal, and again, if you visit old Montreal, it's you know it takes you back also to that European feeling with you know with the cobblestones and things like that. So. Um, you know, you, you start to you start to put yourself, you know, in that in that perspective, like like I think I think I could I think I could do this. Right. Um, you know, traveling, especially internationally. Right. Um, and, you know, when you're traveling internationally, there's a whole lot of other stuff that goes on with that. Right. As far as, you know, being able, you know, passports and everything else, customs and going through that whole, you know, going through that whole nine. Um and then actually, um, what was really cool, man, I ended up in Singapore, actually in Asia. So, um, so when, you know, when I was in when I was in Asia, um, one, I found out that that Singapore was actually a pretty expensive place. Right, it's pretty expensive. Um, it's really that that New York New York type of feel, but it's very multicultural, right? So you got Malaysians, you got Philippines, right? You got um, Thailand, and then you got you know some people from the U.S. sprinkled in there, and then you also got got the locals. So, you know, um, going back to the food, you know, they have this thing called you know this thing called chili crab. And every time you're traveling, traveling is um, you know, food is a big part of it, right? <laughs> you know, food is a big part, you know, a big part of the culture. So you have to, you know, open yourself up to being able to, you know, experience these different, you know, these different tastes, these different vibes and, you know, um, you know, different places. Like if you look up Singapore, you will see this massive hotel with this big boat on top, right? So that's the Marina Bay Sands. And it's like the most extravagant hotel, you know, you'll ever see. And that big boat on top, it's actually a, a a full length almost swimming pool, you know, on on the rooftop, which is, and and going up there, you see the whole you see the whole city. So, um, Sentosa Island, and um, and actually an, another dope thing about Singapore is, um, 
they have this thing called the night safari, which is the zoo, um, you know, the Singapore zoo. And, you know, that whole, that whole attraction is just, you know, just another one of those things that, you know, takes you out of your element for a little bit, um, you know, from being home. And I think, um, you know, once you start to have those types of experiences and be around different people and, um, you know, taking that in and understanding things, you know, it makes you, um, you know, it gives you that inspiration, right? <laughs> it gives you that inspiration to say, there's more out there. There's more out there. And when you start to see what that more is and you start to, um, you know, be able to navigate through that, you know, it, it's very enlightening. Yeah, it's it's like a good drug, right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, get, you get a euphoric high, but it's also therapeutic at times. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's interesting. You mentioned Belgium, right? My first work trip, uh, for the company I work for now was I went to Leuven, um, and Leuven's the home mm-hmm. of Anheuser. And so, um, you know, uh, that was an eye opener as far as being able to travel and not understand the languages or read the signs, you know, you're trying to read street signs, trying to read the menus. And stuff right. like that was was pretty interesting, but yeah. um, you know it was also interesting in the city that I was in to see how um, it was like going to state college, right? It was a university town where it has schools and everything like that. So it was it was interesting to see how different things and um, what I got from that experience was, um, you know, you know how they wear those robes in Harry Potter. Um, they do that at the different school clubs in, in Belgium. So I was just like, oh, that was pretty interesting. Um, so um, Singapore as well. So with Singapore, I've, I've never been to Singapore, but um, it's, it's on my bucket list. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I'm, uh, it's on my bucket list because of Crazy Rich Asians, right? The movie. And so it's, it's one of those things where it's like um, they painted such an elaborate picture of what the country looks like. And there's a particular scene where they go to one of the food markets and show you that um, there's still traditional meals being made in the food markets and not just your regular fast food type of stuff. And so, like, I really appreciate how you're explaining it because, I mean, you're giving it more of a vibe that we can go out there and really make that happen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. You think about... um, so there, there's three things, right? When I when I think about traveling, there's traveling, there's vacationing, right? And there's this whole other element of, you know, global reassignment where you're getting permanent or long-term residency and going through all that. But, you know, when you think about um, traveling and vacationing, like traveling is, <clears throat> is about, um, about experience, right? Traveling is about, um, trying to learn something while you're there, right? Um, And not to say that either one's better than the other, but, you know, vacationing is, I'm going to go be out, right? I'm going to go jet ski, you know, I'm going to go do some excursions, you know, I'm going to go sit on the beach, you know, and and things like that. But traveling is, you're really looking for um, a little, a little something, a little something more, right? You know, sometimes when you go to, um, say, you know, the islands and things, you might venture off the venture off the resort and go into the local town. But when you're traveling, that's really what you want to do. Right. You want to stay in the local town. Right. You want to kind of, 
you know, take your week and, and be, you know, amongst the locals. You want to exchange your currency, right? And you want to, you know, um, use the local currency, you know, so it's like, you know, you, you really want to um, be able to get that, you know, get that education, you know, from that particular trip. Yeah. So I noticed you've been moving around, like, you know, going to different places while you're out there. Um, you know, yeah. let's say within Europe itself, what's say your top five places to visit? Yeah. So, um, so when you say, you know, moving around, that's, that's kind of like the freedom that you have being in Europe, right? Because, you know, when, when, when you're in, um, you know, when you're in the States, you can go to, you know, New Jersey, New York, you go to different States, but here that's like going to different countries. So if you think about, you know, how Prague is actually situated, um, you know, we bordered Germany, Austria, um, Poland, Slovakia, right? So all these countries are surrounding, you know, the, the Czech Republic. So it's like you can get in the car and drive, you know, four hours, to, you know, to one of these to one of these countries. Um, and you know, recently, you know, I was just coming back from from Croatia, and uh, Croatia is dope. It's kind of like the Caribbean of, <laughs> it's kind of like the, the 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 Caribbean of um you know of Europe, and if you live in the Czech Republic and you want to go to the beach, that's kind of, you know, you either want to go to, you know, Croatia, um, Greece, Italy, because, you know, when you're in Central Europe, like we are in here, you know, if you want to go to the beach, that's kind of that's kind of where you go. That's like you know, going to Rehoboth from like Philly, Delaware, New Jersey. I mean, Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah. Delaware, New Jersey. It, it, exactly, but you just in clear waters on on the Mediterranean Sea and in, in the Adriatic, you know, in the Adriatic Sea. It's, but you know, but but yeah, but from a travel perspective, you know, that's what it's like. And um, unfortunately, right now, you know, that's kind of hampered because you got the different restrictions. Even within within Europe, there's, you know, and travel's not the same, right? Because you don't want to travel somewhere and then have to kind of be, you know, quarantined or something like that. But um, you know, I'll just tell you a quick story, you know, just about um about Croatia, because you know, part of traveling is when you have to figure out how to navigate. Money is a big thing that you have to figure out, right? Um it happened a bunch of times, even here in Prague, where you can be go out, you can be grubbing and you can be having a good time, you know, racking the bill up. And, you know, you think you're cool. You got your Amex, you got MasterCard, you got Visa. You're like, OK, it's whatever. And then they come to your table and be like, uh, it's cash only. <laughs> right. Um and that happens and that happens that happens a lot right after you've been chilling you're like oh but but you know they don't sweat that they like you know just you know go to you know to an HM or whatever and you know come get us on your way back that's the the one cool thing about about being here but um but you know when i was in croatia um you know, when I got there, I was like, man, I'm going to have some Mediterranean grub and have some seafood. So, again, man, I was sitting down. I had this whole big ass entree and shit in front of me. Right. And, you know, some sea bass and crustaceans and all kinds of shit. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, so I'm grubbing. And um, so I was like, well, I'm cool. You know, I got every I got every card. I got some U.S. dollars. I got some crowns. I got some Corona um, you know, some, some, some crowns. So again, she comes to the table after I was done grubbing and she's like, nah, we only accept Kuna. <laughs> right. So 
I'm like, I don't got no Kuna. So now I got to go, you know, find the ATM, you know, and get and get Kuna. Right. So that's the other thing about about traveling. Right. Um, is you really have to understand, um, especially when, when you're relocating, you have to really understand that foreign exchange. Right. You really have to understand them. them then pips, which is like the smallest decimal of being able to understand the value of a currency pair and things like that. So you know that you're getting the value for like you're not paying too much for something. Right. And when you exchange your money, you're getting the right exchange back. So those are things that, you know, that you don't typically think about when you're vacationing, because a lot of places you may vacation to, you know, you exchange a couple bucks that's going to get you through the week or you got traveler's checks. Or, you know, if you're on a resort, everything's covered. So you don't really have to think as much about, you know, um, you know, the money and the, you know, the currency exchange rates and things like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I also went to Croatia. Like last year was a big year. Um, uh, we did Yacht Week in Croatia last year and um, mm-hmm. we visited about five different islands on a boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally lived on a boat all week, partied all week. Drank. It was it was the be out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, when you talk about beauty um, of the nature of the scenery and the peace, the water brings you. Um, that was definitely um, one of my top five places to visit. Um, so yeah. with that being said, like what keeps you interested in travel? You mentioned culture and experiences like what's what's the thing that drives you to say, you know what, I'm going to get my car and drive somewhere or go somewhere. Um, so that's like, so why travel, right? So when you think about, you know, why you travel, um, it's a couple of things. It's the education, right? You know, you're getting the education that you might not get in a book. Um, you know, so just being able to challenge yourself to learn more, you know, I think that, um, you always you you're always in continuous development, right? You're always looking at how you can analyze your strengths, analyze your weaknesses, right? And and, and building your weaknesses and and take advantage of your strengths. And um, so, you know, what kind of drives me from a travel perspective is that education, um, that challenging of yourself because it's very intimidating. So don't get it twisted. It's not like, um, you know, you just go travel. Right. And, and, you know, you're, you always got to be conscious. You always got to be aware. Right. And, um, you know, so you always have to be on your P's and Q's, um, and pay attention. So, but it's that education and, and through that process and your patience, you, you, you gain that education. Um, it's that exposure, right. The, you know, the, the, just exposure to, you mentioned the culture, of course, people, languages, um, everybody doesn't do everything the same, but everybody does the same thing. Everybody is going to work. <laughs> Everybody's trying to take care of their family. Everybody's trying to earn a living. Um, everybody is doing, you know, the same thing in their own space, but everybody's not doing it the same way. Right. And then you learn that. Um, so is that, and then it's kind of like, um, you know, it's having that, um, you know, having that, that vision, right. When you have vision, you know, you start to see things that others can't see. Um, you start to, um, 
you know, vision yourself as, as you may have not visioned yourself before. And I think that travel does that, right? So travel does that. It allows you to kind of, you know, see beyond your nose and kind of have a different perspective on things. And that keeps you, you know, that kind of keeps you driving. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. Um, you know, I mean, I, a lot, a lot of that I haven't really, like a lot of that I haven't really taken full in, um, not realizing that's what it was for me, you know what I mean? So, um, I appreciate you articulating it that way. Um, so I want to talk about kind of what's going on today here, right? You know, um, Mm -hmm. in, in the United States, we've, we've come to a place, I mean, not come to a place, we've been at a place where, um, people of the black and brown, um, complexion have been kind of persecuted and or um, made to feel inferior, right? Um, as a big black man traveling Europe, um, what's, what's been your experience? Um, it, it, it is, see again, this goes back to um, every country doesn't have the same history. Right. So every country is not going to have the same perspective on, say, the treatment on um, African-Americans in the U.S. They're not going to have that same perspective here, but they have that empathy to want to understand why. Right. Like you don't you know, what is it in America that makes, um, you know, people treat black people the way that they do right what is it what's that what's that all about like every country you know have they have their own history um they have you know their own past and their own um you know i guess challenges with other nations or with other people and with other cultures and things like that but when you look at kind of what's going on in america i really feel like um Globally, people are behind us as black people. You see these movements popping up, right? Um, black Lives Matter. Um, you know, you see you see the support, you see the outcry, even from a George Floyd perspective. And, you know, you see a global support to say, you know, why in America, <laughs> you know, does that type of stuff happen? Like, why would a cop kneel on somebody's neck? Right. Um, so from my perspective, I don't really necessarily um, feel any, you know, uh, straight out over uh, racism or, or any because, again, it's like people don't know to be mad at me. Right. There's no history of, you know, slavery for black people here. There is. But but, you know, from the perspective of, say, civil rights and, and things like that, there's no um, you know, there's no reason to be mad at me, maybe because I'm an American or maybe because, you know, um, you know, you might they might feel like you're taking the job or something like that. But other than that, from a race perspective, I don't necessarily feel that. And if I did, I probably wouldn't um, recognize it. Right. Because you don't know. Sometimes you don't know whether um, you're sitting at a restaurant and it takes long for somebody to come or you don't get the best service. You don't know whether that's just how that place is or whether it's whether it's racism. Right. So, um, you know, again, you know, I don't really have any any fears, um, of course, you know, moving about um, in Prague or or anywhere else um, from a race perspective. But, you know, it's um. You know, you you definitely don't walk past the cops here like 
you would in the U.S. You don't have that same type of, you know, um, thought like what can happen if I get pulled over or what can happen if, you know, I'm just standing on the corner and the cops come up and, you know, you, you don't have that same type of feeling. here. Okay. Okay. So um, you mentioned earlier you had to move back, um, back to the States and then back. That was when the Corona pandemic started to kind of impact different people's entry. So where were you when, when Corona hit? <laughs> yeah, actually, man, I was here, man. I was, um, you know, watching the news, keeping up with, um, you know, with how the whole thing evolves. And, and I stay very in tune with, 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 um, and I believe it was around March 13th or something when, you know, we're getting news in the expat community about um, restrictions um, across the borders and lockdowns. And and that was all, you know, a very confusing time. People didn't know, you know, you, you get a message that says, um, all right, you, you can leave this weekend. And if you don't leave, then, you know, you could be stuck in Europe for an indefinite amount of time, you know, based on how this thing starts to play out. Um, so, you know, I was getting those type of alerts and, and I was watching, um, you know, how things were progressing, of course, in the U.S. and, you know, how the different announcements were coming around the, the restrictions and the lockdowns. Um, so that was like March 13th, I think March 15th, I, I, I jetted and I came back, um, you know, came back to the U.S., which was eerie, man. It was like, um, you know, you get to the airport. The airport was empty. Airports never empty, right? Airports, it, it's so empty that I'm like, am I at the right gate, right? I'm like, you know, is the plane coming? Um, you know, so so you're there um, at the airport, and I think I flew. Um, I ended up, yeah, yeah. So so I ended up having to actually fly to London. So so I'm in London, um, you know, and again the whole it was hysterical a little bit because you know there were people that were it, it's like the restrictions were popping up right it's like the restrictions were popping up so no matter where you were traveling it was like you're hoping that your flight's going to take off right you know you're hoping that you're going to be able to get on your flight and you know the other the other um you know the other um thing about traveling at that time was whether or not you were a citizen somewhere, whether or not you had residency somewhere, or if, if you were traveling for leisure, then you might get stuck because you can't, you know, because, you know, you might not have the proper documentation. You didn't know what you needed. Um, and this was before they were saying, okay, if you have a test and you ha have a piece, uh, you know, you have a test, um, you know, um, 72 hours before you can travel, but that wasn't the case because they weren't really testing at that time. Right. It was just, you know, the airports were kind of, were kind of chaotic, but, you know, and I got through London and then, um, got to New York, um, got to New York on, on a late night and JFK was empty. <laughs> right. So, you know, so right before, right before you land, they come and give you these forms, you know, you fill out the contact tracing forms, you fill out where you're coming from, you know, what country you're coming from, et cetera. Um, so you're filling out these forms, you get off the plane and then you get met with people with hazmat suits on and they're all suited and booted. So it was like, and you're like, you felt like you're kind of in a twilight zone, right? So um, they're taking your temperature. And then, you know, of course, depending on what your temperature is, they had a whole box that said quarantine. Um, so, you know, you get through that piece and then boom, you're through customs and then you're kind of, you're out the door. And um, 
the way that JFK normally is, you know, in reference to, you know, how many people and lines and things like that, it was none of that, man. It was like, and then coming from, um, coming from JFK, you know, traveling, you know, through New York, you know, past Philly, and then, you know, to Pottstown where I live, it was like ghost town. Like all the lights were out, you know, in New York, people were off the streets. Um, so, so yeah, so that was just, um, you know, a real eerie type of, you know, type of travel right there. You probably made it to to Pottstown in less than a, what hour forty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was it was like there was nobody on the road, right? Nobody, you know, it was nobody. It was my driver and me, right? And it was like you know smooth sailing all the all the way through. And you know, typically, you know, of course, it's never like that. You can't. I don't care what time of day it is. You're not getting through New York through Jersey just like smooth. I don't, unless you know some type of way or some type of time to do that, but, uh, but not during this particular, you know, time of the evening, you wouldn't be able to just do that. Yeah. A lot of times it felt like I am legend. You know how when Will Smith goes through the streets just to do whatever he needs to do to stay sane. And especially the city of New York, like the city that never sleeps was put to sleep. You know what I mean? (laughs) And that was the eerie part about things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was that was that was crazy, man. And um, you know, to be honest, the whole thing has been crazy. But you know, just coming back, you know, with that type of with that type of vibe. But you know, again, you know, as long as you know your family's good, your family's safe, you're trying to make sure everybody's good. You know, that's the things that you keep in perspective, right? So um, you understand, you know, what the situation is. You understand, um, you know, kind of um, what's going on. So. You have to make sure you're paying attention to to what's worthwhile. Okay. And then when did when were you cleared to go back to Prague? Um, so I actually came back um July 15th. Um, you know, and actually during that time, Prague was doing a lot better. Um, they did the, you know, I, I believe it was like two months of mandatory lockdowns, mask everywhere, inside and out. Um, and they were really they they really brought that um, that number down and never really was, was actually up. You know, what I mean, they, they actually were able to manage that, um, you know, keep the cases down. Um, they kind of hit it with a hammer, you know, from the from the beginning. And so when I came back, things were open. Right. Restaurants were open. You know, people were able to go out and, and still be able to, um, you know, to do their thing. So, you know, that was you know that was good when I came back. But when I did come back, I was actually quarantined for two weeks, did the self-quarantine and, um, you know, before I went out back into the community. Okay. So let's talk about the new normal, right? Like here in the United States, um, a lot of restaurants are kind of um, forced to have outdoor seating, um, <clears throat> limited indoor seating, um, you know, masks everywhere. Um, yeah. what, what have you seen changes made in Europe as it relates to moving around? Um, so right now we're actually on pretty much almost like a full lockdown for that, for, for two weeks. Um, you know, again, we're going with the mask inside and out. Um, restaurants can stay open for delivery and takeout, takeout windows, essential services are open. Um, you know, things like, uh, you know, pharmacies and grocery stores and things like that. Uh, 
But up until this point, the new normal was pretty much normal here, you know, for a while. It was pretty much normal, um, you know, versus kind of, you know, in the U.S. where, you know, things are a little bit different depending on where you're at, you know, what that what that normal is. But um, I think we're in, you know, we're just in a state of a new normal um, at this point. And we'd be that <laughs> we'd be like that. We'd be like that for a while um, until you kind of get you know, some mass participation and cause this thing needs everybody, <laughs> you know, everybody has to kind of pitch in on, on, on this thing until there's a vaccine or something. So, you know, you're, you're kind of going to be in this, in this kind of back and forth situation, things open up, things close, restrictions, no restrictions um, until there's really, you know, full participation in, in, in a solution. And I think we're a little bit away from uh, a little bit away from that, but um, that's pretty much how it's going to be. Um, it's crazy, but that's that's what it is. Sit down somewhere for a minute. <laughs> you know, I just, agree. You know. Yeah, I agree. So, so when when let's say when outside finally decides to open up, right? What are usually your top five checklist items to before you you make a trip like a uh, a trip? So, like some yeah. tips that you know somebody looking into traveling would you know check off their boxes before they make make that move. Um. Well, step number one is make your um pay your deposit. <laughs> right? You know, I heard you talk about that before, but people, you know, people start to try to plan trips with their friends and, and this and that. And um, and you end up never going because somebody didn't pay their deposit and you're waiting. So, you know, if you if, if you if you ready. Right. And, and you trying to, you know, go experience something, you know, pay it, pay your deposit, uh, you know, make sure that, you know, you have enough money so you can enjoy yourself um you know and at the same time don't overspend make sure that you're being diligent from that perspective um you know transportation and stuff so you want to look ahead and make sure where you're going right you can get to the places that you want to go um because a lot of times when you travel you get somewhere and you're like man i want to go to here or go there but you know you really have to be able to line up transportation and uber is not everywhere Right. So you have to make sure you can, you know, get going where you want to go. Um, you want to make sure that, you know, you understand, you know, from a communication perspective. Right. Is this depending on where you're going? If you're if you're traveling, like I was saying, when you want to experience the, um, you know, experience the locals and things like that, then you might want to understand, you know, a little bit how to say hello how to say, you know, goodbye, how to say thank you, um, you know, because people appreciate you a little more when, when you, you know, when you walk up in a place, like when I first got to Prague, it was like, you know, I walk up in somewhere and be like, what's up? <laughs> they like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you say, you say hello, but when you walk up in a place and you say, oh, hoy, you know, then you say, you start to, you know, just say, you know, hello, good day, good morning. And, and um, so, uh, you, you know, you want to understand that a little bit, man. I think, you know, if you're going to travel, um, understand where you're going. Don't just, in my opinion, right? Everything I say is my opinion. Don't just show up, right? You understand a little bit about what you're going and then you'll have a better time. Because a lot of times when when you travel, you go places and you don't understand the layout and you don't understand the lay of the land, um, you just get there and then you're trying to figure it out. And then everybody in your group is frustrated. I want to go see this. I want to go see that. Right. So it's not like you always have to plan because sometimes you want to be a little bit, you know, a little bit more free spirit. But at the same time, you got to have, you know, some type of plan. 
But, you know, I always say, man, you know, just don't procrastinate, man. You know, we got, you know, just the arrogance of procrastination in our lives. Like you have to be arrogant to procrastinate and wait. You know, people say um, tomorrow. Like, remember when Apollo Creed was training Rocky and Rocky was BSing and um, Rocky said, man, I'll do this tomorrow. And Apollo was like, there is no tomorrow. <laughs> right. And and arrogance allows us to say, I'm going to do this later. or I'm going to do that later. But more so it's our faith because we think that we'll be here later and we'll have that time, you know, to do something later. But don't wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, why wait? You know, go ahead and do what you're trying to do. Um, and I'm not saying quit your job or do no crazy stuff like that. But, you know, just make sure that if that's something that you want to do, you know, you go ahead and do it. Um, you know, I always tell my my young guns, like, you know, stay locked in. Right. Stay focused. Um, you know, keep your foot on the gas and um, and just do it. Right. You know, when you when your feet hit the floor in the morning, you should be ready to go. Right. Tell your feet like what we going to do today. What we doing? So you always got to you always got to be ready. So that's my travel tips, man. I'm like, you know, in life, in life, too. You know, you, you have to be understanding, you know, what you're doing. Right. Understanding your direction. So. So do you have a bucket list, like some places you just got to go before, you know. Yeah. Be- be- you know, before it all. Before what? <laughs> Before you go to that, you know, the 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 Omega chapter, you know what I mean? But 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 um but yeah, yeah, man. Um I haven't been I haven't been to Africa, you know, I think that's my that's my number one. Um because you know, again, it's about um having some appreciation of what you have in life and going to places that are not as developed as your place. Um, Africa is very developed and there's some places that aren't as, as developed. And if you think about some of the trials and tribulations, you know, that we're going through, whether it's with COVID and injustice and things, there's countries that just live like this, right? There's countries that just, there's countries that, you know, that just have lived like this for years, um, you know, because they don't have access to healthcare. They don't have, you know, access to, you know, the same, you know, economy that, that we have access to. And, um, you know, so being able to go to a place like that and to understand, um, you know, and to try to understand and, and get that perspective to me, that's that's my bucket list. Right. Because, you know, I always feel like, you know, like I you know, said in my bio, man, I just want to, you know, represent something greater. And that's kind of what it is and be fearless. Right. Because, you know, it, it's important that, you know, that that we're humble and that we're appreciative of, of where we're at. And we know that, um, you know, in, in, in my journey um, in life that you want to make a difference, man. You don't want to be you know, all this education that we have, we don't want to be miseducated. We want to make sure that, um, you know, when I say we, again, I'm talking about, you know, from, from my perspective, you want to make sure that, you know, if you're a doctor, you want to be a doctor that wants to make some type of change, right? Um, you know, if you're a, a lawyer, you want to be a lawyer that wants to make, you know, some type of change, some type of impact. Um, because the thing about it is the money's going to come. Right. You know, we're going to we're going to make money. You're going to get money regardless. But think about, you know, the impact 
um, that you can make, the inspiration, the influence, right? And I think that that's important when you, you know, put those things in the front, right? Put those things in the front about, um, you know, what you really want to get from this journey. And um, so that's what I'm about, man. It's about, you know, being able to, um, you know, try to make it, try to make a difference. Um, and I also said, you know, I believe in, you know, I'd rather see a sermon and hear one any day. And you know what that means. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather you see it than hear it. So let's get it done. That's amazing. So is there anything that you want people to know about you or any projects that you want to kind of highlight that, you know, you're a part of? Um, so, you know, I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty transparent a little bit, but, you know, just in reference to um, being, uh, being present, right? So being present, that's all I need people to know. I'm present, you know, I'm here, um, you know, professionally and things from that perspective, that's all on LinkedIn. You know, I'm not going to, you know, dive into all that. You can see that, but, um, but I do want to, you know, one, one thing I do, appreciate is I appreciate other people, you know, doing their things as well. I like to see, um, you know, I like to see our brothers that, that are writing books and I like to see, um, you know, you know, I, I like to see the energy, you know, that I see. And if I'm going to take a quick commercial break, you know, John D was good going global. Yeah. My, my, my football teammate, was, and now this is this is Greg actually Greg with the seven steps of success Greg Point du Jour and this this is my teammate Pierre right here so you know um, just a commercial break real quick you know just not necessarily a commercial break but I want to shout people out too because I like to see when people are doing their thing um, you know and, and and going global you know talks about you know brothers that are you know have similar endeavors right and and that are traveling globally so i just want to just shout them out real quick that's all well once again i want to appreciate you for doing this um you could have spent your afternoon doing something else but you chose to share it with me and i really appreciate it a lot yeah 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 no doubt man um you know keep doing your thing um i keep seeing you around maybe when you you know when you able to get back on that on that plane you might you know be in london or somewhere or France, hit me up. I jet over and we, you know, we do what we do. All right, amazing, amazing.